This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. I feel like you have been watching the Brock Bowers tape. What are you seeing out there? I have been. I was watching a lot of Brock Bowers. Um, and I came away thinking, this guy's cool. This guy's awesome. <laughs> uh, I think he'd be a great addition to the Bengals. I don't really get there now it's not a a large group of people but there's like this small minority that is kind of loud about like no we don't want him it's like why i mean he's not the greatest blocker in the world but sometimes that gets misconstrued as he's a bad blocker instead of just saying like oh you know like there's room for improvement or something like that or you know maybe he'll never be rob gronkowski who is but i think he's fine i think he's a solid blocking tight end i don't think it's like he's out there and he's a guy that can't even be in the formation that's somebody tanner hudson was last year maybe tanner hudson and bruce i don't know he's 29 so but they couldn't put him in the formation he couldn't get into a stance and block and that's fine but that's not what bowers is bowers can get into a stance bowers can block a little bit bowers can uh i think of his die slow i used to be of the opinion of uh End blockings unless they're really good at it because most of the guys are just kind of like whatever but then i watched uh this past year at the very least the Bengals tight ends not be just whatever at it being actively bad at it and that made me go okay hold on i do care <laughs> they can't be actively bad block like they can't be the same as like an undersized wide receiver trying to like i think a, you should be better than a slot receiver as a tight end at blocking and I don't know if they were better than the average slot receiver at blocking other than Drew Sample. So I'm looking for that. And when I saw Bowers could do that, I thought, okay, cool. I mean, now, now what's the complaint next? I, I think he's great. Uh, there'll be more. I'm sure I'll, I'll be doing plenty on him, maybe an article fairly soon. Ooh. I also think this guy's a blue chip talent and there's, I would put the odds at him falling to 18 at like 8%, 5%, somewhere like uh, we're going to do this again. And we're going to yeah. have a debate over like, no, we need to draft a tackle. No, we need this. We need that. And we can't take Bowers. That's a luxury. That's a thing that good teams can take, which what? <laughs> I mean, this is a good team, uh, but uh, 
and then you just got to go like six or five or eight oh, or seven. Why? Why? Yeah. I would be surprised if he falls out of the top 10. I would trade up if he falls out of the top 10, to be honest, because I think he's that good. I think he's that much better than the other guys I've watched. Even Newton. I love Newton. He was my number one defensive tackle. I would trade up and get Bowers instead of sticking put and getting Newton, I think. I I mean, I gave Bowers a top five-ish grade, and I gave Newton a mid-first round grade. I like Newton. There's nothing wrong with him. I, I think he's really good. I think he could help this team a lot. But when I look at Bowers, I think, wow. You know, now there's bad parts of this too. I can think back to when I watched Kyle Pitts and I had similar feelings, although I do think Bowers is a better blocker. I think he could stay in line more. I also think like, okay, is that a reason to be concerned? Or when you think about Kyle Pitts, do you think he went to a situation that did everything wrong for him and he still had a thousand yards as a rookie? Because that's kind of what I think is like, I think there's still a really good talent there, or at least there was when he was drafted. Mm -hmm. And since then, the Atlanta Falcons have kind of done like everything to make sure he's not productive and he's been hurt a little bit. So you hope that that doesn't happen. And Bowers did get hurt last year for what it's worth. I just think he's probably better. I don't know. He came back by the end of the year. It's not like he missed everything. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg. This is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Kyle Pitts is a good example that the quarterback matters, too. Uh, we talk a lot about Joe Burrow and all of his weapons that he has. Joe Burrow is a good talent. And, and you know, uh, I I still say a top two quarterback. Patrick Mahomes is number one. When Joe Burrow is healthy, I put him at number two. So all of that stuff does matter. For me, for Rock Bowers, I think the conversation happened. Some of the new mock drafts that I started to see today, they were outside of Cincinnati. So just people overall who study these games and they have their mock drafts out. Some of the national writers, um, they had actually – the Bengals jumping ahead of the Colts because when it look looking at other teams that could possibly get Brock Bowers, if he does fall that far, the Colts would be one of them. Um, it had him jumping to the 14th spot. So, you know, we'll see what that looks like. Um, you know, if you're the LA chargers, I think there was a conversation again, this conversation will change. We have over two months to go until the draft. You're going to see the combine numbers. If you're a Cincinnati Bengals fan, you just want him to have a bad day at the combine maybe, but um, if he has a great day, he could only, I, I honestly agree with you. I, I think it's more of a top 10 is where he kind of lands. Yeah. Um, but if you're the Cincinnati Bengals, what do you think it would take to move up to the 14 ish area? Would it be like a fourth round pick? Does it. Ooh, you know? Interesting. I'm going to look up. Uh, I, I hope the internet has something like this. They Tree. should. I'm going to try to find trade-ups in NFL draft um, and just try to see what was the most recent time somebody traded up. I don't know, five, six, four, somewhere between like four to six spots. And, and it's I know okay. This, this, some people are really good at this stuff. They have like all the charts memorized and all that stuff. I just think like I, I'm not good. <laughs> I'm not good at that. <laughs> so... One of the things that I think you can look at the front office, look, I like to give the front office a lot of credit over the last few years, but when it comes to day three picks, they've kind of struggled. 
and I know it's kind of harder at that point uh, when you're when you're getting kind of late in the draft. But is it worth giving up a fourth rounder in this draft class that doesn't have a lot of depth in it for a talent like Brock Bowers? Probably. All right. Now I am just going to find. Oh, boy. Everybody's doing. Okay. I think I found. Oh, this is fantasy football draft picks. Oh, geez. Yeah. Okay, this is this isn't going well. This is a goal NFL trade value chart. Maybe that is it gonna be fancy football again? No, okay, cool. So this says the Bengals pick is worth 900 points or whatever, just a fake system. And the Colts are picking 15. So you talk about trading up to 14, right? Yeah. So you need to add in 200 more points, which is equivalent to a little bit more than pick number 80. So you'd probably have to have like a three and a six or something for mm-hmm. an even trade. Ooh, I don't, they value those draft picks. Uh, when it comes to comp picks, you know, I, it feels like the Bengals, will, they'll have more picks this year overall. They have eight or nine picks over in 2024. I do not remember. Probably around that, that, that area. It, it really, for me personally, because uh, we'll get to in a little bit with the D. Higgins not breaking news that they're going to more than likely franchise tag him, and that'll be official in about two weeks um, if the Bengals decide to wait till the last day of the franchise tag window. But for them, when you think of a guy like Brock Bowers, I know you mentioned kind of not like huge on his blocking as a tight end, but when you think of him as a receiving tight end, and think of the future, think of 2025. And I still feel like they pick up another wide receiver, um, not in free agency, but more in, in the draft because I, I trust them. I trust them to get another one. It's a pretty loaded class. Maybe they get in the second round. Maybe they do a third round pick and they still believe in Yoshi. I think Yoshi should get more reps and Charlie Jones is to be determined just because of his injury. But say you're without T Higgins in 2025. I know that's crazy to think about is Brock Bowers gonna replace this offense with production of jamar chase brock bowers yoshi running back room to be determined what does that look like for you on an offense yeah that's interesting um i mean to me i do think you don't want to make a brock i think brock bowers is kind of a special receiver when i'm when i was watching him because i have a few well, I have one non-negotiable about NFL tight ends and they just have to have a second level release and probably first level release. That's good too. But the second level one's huge. And what I mean by that is when linebackers are trying to jam and reroute you, you don't get hit. You don't get knocked off your spot. Not just that you get through it, but like the way Bowers, Bowers is just special at like not even getting hit, like making the guy miss or, you know, just being able to use that against them when they try to jam, he could, you know, use that to cross their face and get in front of them and make them obsolete in coverage. That is huge because he wasn't just like, Oh yeah, I think he can survive at the NFL doing that as a receiver. I think he's going to be a plus player at the NFL as a rookie doing that as a receiver. And that's huge for me because maybe wide receivers and stuff, you know, they, they, they get flags when that stuff happens to them. I feel like tight ends, they get beat up. You're going to get beat up as a tight end when you're running routes it doesn't matter if you're beyond five yards you're gonna get physical coverage because tight ends also almost all of them they're gonna be physical on their routes they're gonna push off they're gonna use their hands and be a physical presence which is fine it's just they kind of let those guys play a little bit more than they do on the outside 
all that is to say, yeah, I, I think that the future, if you do draft a Brock Bowers, he is your second target in the offense after Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is your first, and then it's Brock Bowers. Obviously, that's worked before when you think of like a Hill-Kelsey combo. But um, I I think you do want – like I don't – I don't think I'd want to trade T. Higgins to move up and get Bowers because I'm worried about the idea of making him a, uh, an emergency like second option as a rookie i don't i think that's tough on anybody i mean i guess laporta just did it and i feel like he could do it but the offense would be better suited at least this year to have a t higgins so that you know a powers or a wide receiver if they get up and they go draft a malik neighbors who fell or roma dunze who fell or whoever they just draft brian thomas at 18 or something like that or keon coleman they draft any of those guys, it's probably better, in my opinion, to have T. Higgins to let them ease into things than it is to trade T. Higgins and just go like, all right, rookie wide receivers work all the time. Which, when you look at it statistically, rookie wide receivers, lowest probability to hit in round one. It was 30% according to 33rd team. Everybody else was above 40. So I, I it just feels like we all think we're smarter than like, oh, of course, Quentin Johnston didn't hit like he looked bad. And then I just think back and like, I remember you guys wanted Denzel Mims over T Higgins. And uh, I'm sure that not everybody was against Jalen Rager or all, like th- a lot of these guys are misses. And like you could look back and maybe say something. But Jerry Judy, Jerry Judy was huge. Everybody loved Jerry Judy. He hasn't hit. Like, I don't think that's a hit. I think it's a miss. Oh. So, yeah. So, like, when you get those types, it's like, uh, oh, you know, the team failed them. 